Right, I give you a very, very warm welcome uh, as we gather in the first evening of the first day of a new year. And I give a warm welcome to those that are online uh, tonight. If there's one or two or, or how many is online tonight, I give you a very, very warm welcome. I have one intimation uh, before I start. And that intimation is maybe more from my daughter than from myself. She's on night shift tonight in A&E. And she was saying, Dad, I need to start at 8 o'clock tonight, so I don't want you to carry on the service too long. I, I want to be there in good time. So uh, she's telling me what to do now. So, But again, I give you a, a very, very warm welcome. I thank your minister for inviting me uh, tonight. I could think of many, many places I could be standing on a New Year's evening and uh, many years ago it wouldn't be a church I'd be standing in. So I give God the thanks tonight that he's changed my life and if he can change my life he'll change any life let me tell you. But uh, it's great to have the opportunity to open up his word, again not man's word thankfully, his word and there's nothing better than to give God praise and thanks uh, for our lives. So let us begin tonight. All the singings I have are all from the Scottish Psalter. And the first one is in Psalm 1. This is probably one of the favourite of my father's psalms that he had. He always loved going to Psalm 1, uh, reminding us uh, of uh, upon God's law uh, and meditates on his law day and night. And uh, we'll sing Psalm 1, we'll sing the whole of the psalm. So Psalm 1 on page 200. Uh, of the blue book and it's that man hath perfect blessedness who walketh not astray in counsel of ungodly men nor stands in sinners way nor sitteth in the scorner's chair but placeth his delight upon God's law and meditates on his law day and night he shall be like a tree that grows near planted by a river which in a season yields his fruit and his leaf fadeth never and, and, and so on right down to the end of the psalm so Psalm 1 that man of perfect blessedness <coughs> That man has
bow our heads in a word of prayer. O oh, gracious and uh, loving God, uh, eternal God, we thank you that once again, as we mentioned, Lord, what better place it could be than, than we could be found uh, this very day, the first day of the week, the first day of a year. And Lord, we thank you tonight that you've placed it upon our hearts, Lord, that we would come and join. We are commanded in your word to come together, uh, to be able to sing as well as we sing this evening, uh, to read, to pray, and to gather our thoughts about an amazing God that uh, takes care of our lives each and every day. Lord, it's so easy, I'm sure, over the last number of days, I'm sure many people had a great Christmas. I'm sure many people, yes, stand or sit here uh, this very day and say, well, they've had, they, they really look forward to uh, a good and prosperous new year. But Lord, we thank you that in our hearts tonight we remember those that can't say that. Uh, there's many in this building that uh, just wanted to be over and done with. They reflect over, they look back over the last weeks or months and a handful of months or, or maybe even years and yet at this time of year it can be so raw for them and this congregation is like that as well there is many in here that look back over just not that, that long ago where their loved ones have passed away Lord we remember those that maybe we only, we only hear about in the news remember that families down in England that I know nothing about I don't even know their names but of that tragedy of these young kids going through the ice and not coming home. Lord, there is many presents under a tree, still under a tree, that uh, the mothers and fathers and uh, relatives of these families cannot bear to look or even move that present because of the hurt, uh, because of the brokenness of a sad time as such as this. But you're the God that can... Uh, Give them the peace. And we pray tonight for many, Lord. Uh, we look uh, in our countries. Uh, we look at the world. And we think of, even of Ukraine, where that bombs are still touching into uh, Ukraine. And, Lord, we just pray that you would arrest uh, the president of Russia, Lord. And, Lord, take him to his knees. Lord, man seems he can't do it. But I know God can do it. Because you tell us in your word that he can do the impossible. You can do the impossible. And I really do pray when we are wrapped up in our, uh, our, home, in our own homes and we are as comfortable as we are, even when we complain about the weather and there's nothing to complain about our weather at this moment of time, when we look at the Ukraine and these people are homeless and everything that they have has just has been destroyed in, in many ways overnight. Uh, they, they want to go back home, back, back home to what, but just a heap of rubble. So we remember these people, Lord, and we ask you, Lord, if it's for them, or if we look at America just now when we see the state that the state of Buffalo is in, and Lord, there's many other states affected by the wild weather. We, we look at the, the carnage of the, the, the flooding around our world. We, we hear of the, the, the starvation of many, and, and the list seems to go on. This just seems to be so much confusion but we come to a God that uh, reminds us that he, he is in control and as much as we are sometimes confused even of that when we see the mess of the world that he has made but Lord help us tonight to know and to gather our thoughts tonight and to come and uh, just know and give us the strength to, to, to give us wisdom tonight as we read your word and as we study your word and just give us a better understanding Lord that we must follow you in obedience uh, we pray tonight for those that from this congregation that are unwell uh, once more we pray for them uh, if it's those that are in hospital or those in a care home or those that are in their own home Lord we really do pray for them and as they maybe even watch online Lord help us never to forget them but ask Lord that tonight that as they listen to your word being preached that they too would know that uh, our loving the, the arms of our loving Father will be with them in obedience as they tune in tonight Lord remember we thank you for the young people that's here tonight yes we thank you for the middle aged and the elderly as well but we do give you a thanks, a special thanks for the young, we pray for the parents uh, tonight Lord that takes their families along, if it's morning or evening we really do thank you for them 
And I really do ask, Lord, in their young lives growing up in so difficult days, Lord, that you would protect them. You would walk with them. If it's through nursery, if it's even younger than nursery, eh, Lord. But eh, for them, I pray that you would, you know them by name. And I, and I pray that you'd richly bless them. And for their parents as well, Lord, uphold them in, in difficult times. And that they, every decision that they make, Lord, that they would be assured that when they follow you, that you will guide them. You are our shepherd. You tell us that, the Psalm 23, that we'll sing at the end of the service tonight. The Lord is my shepherd. And with these parents, and would, would we all know, would we, would we remember these young ones that are here tonight, Lord, in our prayer? daily that you would protect them also so be with us now Lord I pray I pray that you take our sin away remember the minister of this congregation remember Faki Lord we thank you for him we pray Lord that you would richly bless him we thank you for his tiresome work that he does he never stops and we pray Lord that you would uphold him and whatever you have in store for him in 2023 as you have for any one of us Lord I pray that we would remember the minister and remember Greta and the family each and every one of them, uh, that they too would know your promises uh, of your word, that you will never leave them nor forsake them, and that would be for us all, even this night. So Lord, whatever worry that we have in our heart, you know their, uh, the people tonight, you know their heart, Lord, you know uh, the difficulties they have, uh, difficulties maybe they don't want to share with anybody else, but they can share with you in private, and I really do pray tonight, Lord, that we would leave this building saying, I, I love the Lord Jesus Christ, and knowing, find that he'll help us and guide us into this new year, whatever we face. So take our sin away, I pray, in Jesus' name, and we give you the glory. Amen. We're going to read uh, in the last chapter of John. So John chapter 1, and we're just going to read uh, the first 17 uh, verses. So John 21 and the first 17 verses. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, Well, we'll go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat. And you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul in in the net because of the quantity of fish. The disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place, with fish laid on it, and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them, and although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask them, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished the breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these. He said, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? 
He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Amen. Our second singing is in Psalm 25. From verse 1 to 7. So Psalm 25, the first version of that psalm. Uh, tremendous words. To thee I lift my soul, O Lord, I trust in thee. My God, let me not be ashamed, nor foes triumph over me. Let none that wait on thee be put to shame at all, but those that without cause transgress, let shame upon them fall. The tremendous words on the, on the first day of a week, on the first day of the, the year. Show me thy ways, O Lord, and thy paths, O teach thou me, and do thou lead me in thy truth, therein my teacher be. So Psalm 25, from verse 1 to verse 7. To thee I lift my soul, O Lord, I trust in thee.
just have a, a word of prayer before we start. Oh, gracious and loving God, again, as we come uh, to your word, uh, I thank you that it's your word, and I really do ask you, Lord, that through the preaching of your word, that, uh, again, my name would be forgotten, but the name of Jesus would be stamped firmly on our hearts and our minds tonight. I know, Lord, as we all know, many people are having a hard experience of your providence of, to your hand. And I really do ask, Lord, that in, even in the singing, in the tremendous singing that is always sung in this building, giving praise and honor to you, that we could say, show me thy ways, O Lord. Show me thy ways, O Lord, and thy paths, O teach thou me. And do thou lead me in thy truth therein, my teacher be. What a what words we could remember for every day of, of 2023, that we would not fo follow man's way, but we would follow God's way. Just like Psalm 1 reminds us that we meditate on God's law a day and night. And the promise is that when we follow the Lord, when we ask him to lead us as we will do in this service, Lord, that you would lead me even to preach tonight and that we would give you all the praise and the glory. We, we do pray tonight for the leading of our country, Lord, and we see how far short they have fallen uh, to your word. The laws that we know that are true and the way that we should be leading our lives. And yet, Lord, uh, they disrespect your word in government today. They have no thought or concern of the laws. And we know the laws that they're pushing through. They have pushed through. Uh, and they're still trying to push through more. But we pray for your people, especially in government, that know you. We pray for Katie tonight, Lord, uh, with the wee one at home. We really do pray that you would uphold her and strengthen her in her faith, as I'm sure it's a difficult place to be. And for her colleagues, that, and I'm sure there's not just Katie, but there's many of, the, of your people within government circles. And at this terrible time for them, we do remember them in prayer and that they would know the power of prayer just not publicly tonight but they know the private prayers as uh, Lord that you would shield them and you would guide them each and every one of them uh, in a, again a difficult environment that they have to work in and that goes for Katie or it goes for any one of us even in retirement life it can be difficult uh, those that are working in the NHS or wherever it may be it can be a difficult um, uh, job that they, they do under great pressure but we thank you Lord that you have your people where you have chosen them to be even if it's if it's some people have just gone back to work in the NHS and we pray for them and we ask you that you would uphold them and strengthen them uh, at, at a difficult time and let their faith shine uh, Lord to, to those that see no visitors from one day or one week to the next week many people do not get visitors Lord and we pray for these nurses uh, and doctors and auxiliaries that are working the front line, Lord, that know you, that love you, that trust in you, and I really do pray, Lord, that you'd help them to witness when they can, uh, and give these people great hope that we, we worship a real God tonight, and a God that says I, that he will lead us and guide us uh, as he is the great shepherd. So be with us through the sermon tonight, and we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. This uh, uh, 17 verses of uh, the last chapter of John, uh, I was battling with a, a title. I don't have three points or four points. I think I, every time I stand here I say the same thing. I don't have a two-point or a three-point sermon, but I have a title. And I really struggled. I really didn't want to use this title tonight, but it was like the Lord... Uh, wanted me to use it and I, every time I wanted to uh, change it I, I didn't matter what I was trying to change it to it was like God saying no I want you to use this title so I, 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 I do apologize if it, if it offends some people tonight but I believe that he wants me to use it and, and when you go home if you wanted to read it I'm sure you would come up with many titles to a sermon the title I have tonight is, and quite simple, Do You Love the Lord Jesus Christ Tonight? The same question as Jesus is asking Simon Peter when he said, Do you love me? Do you, do you, do you truly love me? 
to give you an insight of where I'm going to come from is you don't need to look back to chapter 18 of John but chapter 18 you have uh, the arrest of Jesus chapter 19 you have the death of Jesus chapter 20 you have uh, Mary Magdalene and some of the disciples going to the tomb and Mary Magdalene seeing that the, the stone has been rolled away becoming confused why it's rolled away she goes in I can imagine and she sees the linen cloths here she doesn't see a body she's just so bewildered she's just at her wit's end she comes out of the tomb she's running to uh, Simon Peter she's running to John she's crying she's, where have they put him you know, where, where have they put my saviour where, where have they laid him where have they taken him and it's lovely to, to read in, in uh, chapter 20 verse 2 I think it is where it, it, it says there that she runs to the ones whom Jesus loves it doesn't say she runs to Simon Peter she runs to John who loves Jesus it's, it clearly says there in chapter 20 verse 2 I think it is she runs to the ones whom Jesus loves it's a tremendous statement of the love that Jesus has for his disciples uh, but we must see too that she was very confused of what was happening a lot was going on and even to the disciples it, it was very confusing for them and as I start tonight it, it can be confusing sometimes even for believers, for Christians and even non-Christians that, that want to be Christians sometimes God's word can be quite confusing and what I mean by that is um, when I was out walking just not that long ago uh, a few weeks ago, maybe more than a few weeks ago now, with the way time's passing anyway, I bumped into this lady and, well I never bumped into her but you know what I mean, I, I was walking on the road with my dog and uh, uh, she was walking with her dog and so and so and we got blethering out weather and, and families and work and whatever it may be and then she said to me, she's from a different denomination, now I'm not criticising the lady for one moment, lovely lady, but she's from a different denomination that I'm from and she said to me, just at the end of the conversation, she said, isn't it a shame, she said, that churches fall out with one another? Now, I know where she's coming from. It's a story that I can't get into. But, uh, you know, there is a lot of things I could say, but I'm not going to tonight. But she says, isn't that a shame? Now, I know what she was meaning. And she kept on saying, well, you know, we're evolving. And I'm, I'm not really keen on that word. But she said, but we're evolving and we're changing. And surely, she says, we, we just kind of go with the flow kind of thing. Surely we can easily go with the world. And I'm going, but we can't. I says, no, I says, one thing we have to be, be reminded of ourselves, and one thing that we have to state here tonight as well, as your minister will always state to you, God's word does not change. It will not change in 2023. It's never changed. But unfortunately, as I said to this lady from a different denomination, I said, that's the problem that you have. I says, you're trying to change God's word. It does not change. The goalposts of God's word does not move. And then we go, so she left and I left, and I just left it like that. But God's word will not change, irrespective of how you try to change it, it will not change. And that's why we see the mess that's in our government, that's why we see the mess in our, in, maybe in my own family in many ways, that's when we see the mess in our communities, that's why we see the mess in the world. God's, world, God's word does not change, it will not change, His, the goalposts do not change. And from the end of chapter 20 into 21, we, we read there that Jesus has been absent from his disciples just for a handful of days. He told them clearly in scripture that he was going to meet them in Galilee, but they weren't there when the disciples wanted him to be there. He was absent from them for a few days. And I think that the disciples got a wee bit irritable about this. They were probably saying, well, where, where is he? He said he, was, he would meet us in Galilee, but he's nowhere to be seen. And yet we read there that seven out of the eleven disciples, with Peter leading the, the charge, going back to fishing, seven out of the eleven, we read clearly, they went back to fishing. Some, something they were comfortable with doing. They went fishing back to the Sea of Tiberias it says there probably better known to you and me as the Sea of Galilee they went back 
to, to doing something they were comfortable in doing just because Jesus wasn't there at that moment of time. And isn't this case maybe with you or with me? Sometimes it's easy as Christians to, to fall back or, or Jesus hasn't answered my prayer when I wanted him to answer he hasn't opened that door in school or that door in work or I prayed to God time and time again for this door to open but he hasn't opened it and sometimes when we get the negatives like that sometimes we just want to follow back to something we're comfortable in doing and I maybe believe that this is what the disciples were doing, or you might think tonight, or they were just going back, maybe, maybe they were going, going back fishing because they, they needed the food. I'm certainly not criticising Peter. If you're looking for someone worse than Peter, well, you're looking at him now. So I'm certainly not criticising Peter, and I'm certainly not criticising any of these, the disciples. Because the measuring stick of my life tonight the amazing stick of my life is this book I hold in my hand. Every day I read it, and there's a lot of days, let me tell you, I can, he can, God puts me into my tears for the many times I've let him down. It grieves me when I read it of how many times I've let God down, and I'm certainly not criticizing the disciples when I speak about them tonight. But we really need to go back to Matthew 4, because Matthew 4 reminds us that Jesus met this band of this men that he's going to call his, his disciples. He's, he's telling them when he meets them in Matthew 4 that he wants them not to be fishermen anymore. He's, Jesus is saying, look, I want you to lay down that net. I don't want you to go back fishing anymore. That old nets, just you roll them up and you put them in a corner. That tools that you have for sorting the nets, I want you to put them all down. In fact, this old boat that you have as well, I want you to put that in dry dock. This boat that's may, maybe made you a lot of money, this boat that's maybe given you a comfortable lifestyle, I want you to put that in dry dock, and I want you to be fishers of men. Now really what, the, what Jesus is saying there, when I want you to be fishers of men, what does that really mean? Well, in a nutshell, he's, he's asking them, he says, I, I want you to go into the highways and the byways. I, I want you to follow me. I want you to be my disciples. I don't want you to go back fishing anymore. I want you to follow me. And I want you to expand with me the kingdom of God. But it is true. We are prone when things don't go our way to fall back. And that's where the hymn writer penned. He, when the hymn writer penned, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. How truthful that is of my life tonight. Maybe not of yours, maybe, maybe it is. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Did Paul not write in Romans 7? Even the good I want to do, I, I struggle to do. The good I want to do, I struggle to do. And yet the evil comes and the bad things come so, so easily to me. I struggle even to do the good things, he's, he's telling us. You know, it's certainly a test for the disciples. They've gone through a lot. And maybe tonight, you're all going through a lot in your own lives. I don't know your heart, but God does. And maybe you're struggling, even as a Christian tonight, even those, if there's anybody at all tuned in, maybe they've all turned off already, but if there's anybody tuning in, and they know where I'm coming from, that they're really struggling as they start a, a, a new year of 2023. God will always put us through tests, you see. Because we can go back to Mark uh, chapter 4, where Jesus has had a busy day, he's finished his preaching, he gets into a boat and he's telling the disciples, I want you to go, just you keep on rowing, we're going to cross uh, to the other side of the sea, to the other side of the lake. And they're busy rowing and it's dark at night and it's, it's flat calm, it's like a mill pond. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, from the bottom of the depths of the ocean, and this almighty storm picks up. To such a degree that this boat that they were in, it was, it was near to the breaking point. There was more water going in the boat than they were bailing out of the boat. And this disciples, the whole, their whole life just flashed in front of them. They were so scared, hardened seamen, and they were trembling. 
They never thought they were going to see the other side to, uh, to the, uh, the dock that they were going into. They never thought for one moment they were going to see the other side uh, to land. They thought, this is it. I'll never see my friends again, my family again, and this is it. And who's in the back of the boat? Who's in the stern of the boat? But Jesus, sound asleep. Can you imagine if you were in that boat? Can you imagine looking at Jesus sound asleep? Do you think you would have gone up? Or do you think I would have gone up if I was in that boat and go, Here, Jesus, I'm not scared, but the rest of them are petrified. You better do something fast. You know, you've called us to follow you. I think you're letting us down here. I don't think it was anything like that. I think that moment of time, or I can only put myself in that boat, when that boat was sinking further and further and further down, and they thought, this is the end. I believe they went to Jesus and they were screaming at him. Jesus, don't you care? Don't you care if we drown? We told you we would follow you. Come on, you better do something. Don't you care if we drown? You know, the good news tonight is, well, the good news they got to the other side. But the good news tonight is, if Jesus didn't care for their lives, first of all, he wouldn't have been in the boat with them. If Jesus didn't care about them, he wouldn't have calmed the storm in three words when he said, hush, be still. There was never a storm that was calmed as quickly as that. From a raging storm, it was flat calm. And tonight, the good news on the start of 2023 tonight, if God doesn't care, if God didn't care for your life or my life, irrespective of, of, of what age we're at, if, if he doesn't care for the young or the middle-aged or the elderly, he wouldn't have put his son, Jesus Christ, on, in, on Calvary's cross. Jesus cares about your life tonight. He cares about your life tonight. You see, God is not in the business. Jesus is not in the business of write-offs either. I remember a number of years ago when a car that we had was in an accident and it was quite badly damaged. It was damaged a fair bit in the front. And, you know, you can imagine the assessor comes along, he has to have a look at it. He, he looks, he has his clipboard, he's got his pen or whatever, and he got damage to the front of the car, it's going to cost £500 for this and £1,000 for that, and maybe more than that for time and labour and all that. And all of a sudden, the bill comes to such a, an expense that, that it's, it's worth, the bill is worth more than the car. And then he says, well, no, well, I'm, I'm going to scrap the car, because it, it, there's no value in it. Because the cost is going to be of greater value than the car. And he says, right, scrap his bottom line. It's going to be discarded. The good thing about, the, the good thing about God tonight, he's not in the business of write-offs. God is in the business, Jesus is in the business of restorations. He's in the business of restoring Peter's life. He's in the business of restoring my life every day and he's in the business of restoring your life every day as well but one thing we must be reminded of tonight that sin and the sad thing about this word sin is you'll only hear it in a church nowadays but sin will always be fruitless sin will never be fruitful it's always fruitless and that's when we get into this story because from verse 3 to verse 12 we have um, seven out of we have seven experienced fishermen and they all follow, uh, they all are in that boat they have all toiled they have all swayed back as I'm sure they have all grafted all night and they caught absolutely nothing. This sea I don't think this man ever, ever experienced a night like this. That sea was teeming with fish. I don't think they ever came back with nothing. I'm sure their boat was always full with, with fish. And I'm sure this is the first time that they caught nothing. They came back, I'm sure, tired, disgruntled. I'm sure these men were irritable. And I'm sure they were hoping that there was no one on the shore. Because I'm sure maybe the custom, I'm only surmising this, that the custom of the day was that they would come back to shore. There would maybe be a line of people on the shore. 
waiting to buy the fish off of them and going to market. And I'm sure they were hoping and praying that there was no one there to see their embarrassment for catching absolutely nothing. And yet as day broke, we read there that there was one figure standing on the shoreline. They didn't realize who it was. It said in scripture there, we read it, 100 yards, whatever, but with the daylight just breaking, they just couldn't, they did not realize it was Jesus. They didn't recognize him. But I'm sure what they did recognize was the fire. What they did recognize, or maybe what they smelt, was the food. You know, sometimes you go into Inverness or whatever, and you, you know, you're hungry or whatever, and you know, you're rushing to get home, and always you smell food sometimes. You think, well, I could do with something like that. Like that. But I'm sure that the men were like this as well. Tired, hungry, whatever. But they could smell the food. And they just wanted to go to the shore. And then all of a sudden you get Jesus saying, haven't you any fish, have you? Jesus knew even that statement, haven't you any fish, have you? He's, he's actually telling that they haven't got any fish. He knew they, they caught nothing. He knew they toiled all night. They, he knew that there was nothing in their boat. But he did say, when he asked the question, he was testing their obedience. And how much in 2023, well in 2022 and uh, 2021, God will test your obedience and he'll test my obedience to his word. And it won't change in 2023 either. And here you have Jesus saying, haven't you any fish, have you? If I was in that boat, I might have said, well, look here, don't be asking that question. I'm not tired. I just want to get on the shoreline. I, look, I don't know who you are. We don't recognize who you are. But if you can do any better than we can, you get on the boat. But it wasn't, they never said that. You can think of seven burly men, fishermen. They didn't react to such a negative question. Haven't you any fish, have you? But the reply was no. And this man that they didn't realize who it was yet, they said, he said, well, cast your net on the right-hand side of the boat. And they did it. Because Jesus is testing their obedience. And in their obedience, we read, there was one huge haul of fish. Now in 2023, in your life and my life, we can plan much. But we do, not, we do not know what God's plan is yet for your life or my life. Every day is a new day. We're not promised tomorrow. But I can guarantee you, if we're obedient to his word, even when we struggle, but if we're obedient to his word, your life will be fruitful, not fruitless. In their obedience we read they got a haul that they never experienced before. You know, my, my late father, and he soon he passed away, what, just over five months now, um, and I, again, I thank your minister, I'm not going to embarrass your minister tonight, but I do thank him for the many, many times that he visited my father over many years as he was beside me, as many other people did as well. But I thank your minister for the times that he spent uh, time and time again going to visit him and going to visit him in hospital as well uh, when he was very unwell. But my father, even up to the age of 92, he would still go to the prayer meetings in our own church. He He wouldn't miss him. And even when they would ask him to pray at the age of 92, and they used to say, well, just sit in the chair, Roddy. You know, you don't need to struggle up, but you know, he would get up and he would hold the chair in front of him and he, he would just start praying to God. But one thing I could always remember him saying, and I thank the Lord for this, that in his prayer he would always say, or most times in his prayer, he would say, you know, Lord, you give us more. You give us more than we could ever imagine or even think. And this is an amazing way about the disciples. He's given, because of their obedience to the command, he's giving them more than they can ever imagine. Never was there a haul of such great fish. And my father would say that all the time. You give us more than we could ever imagine or even think. The psalm that we're going to sing very shortly in Psalm 23 where it says, My cap overflows. 
my tap overflows as a reminder that the Christian life is not easy you all know that but how much fruitful it is when we give obedience uh, to God and then we roughly and quickly if we can to verse 15 to 17 three times three times Jesus has got to ask Simon Peter he, goes, he reverts back to his old name Simon. he's not Peter the Rock anymore at this moment in time but he's, he's Simon Peter he goes back to his old name and Jesus is asking him not once not twice he says the third Simon Peter do you truly love me you know I was thinking when I was studying for this evening I think is this the same Peter is this the same guy that we read in chapter 18 that when Jesus was about to be arrested and uh, Simon Peter said Jesus you stand behind me and he pulls out this sword and he's waving it all over the place and he cuts the right ear off the high priest's servants he cuts off the ear of the high priest's servant is this the same guy that we're reading about is this the same guy in on John chapter 6 where he says uh, he says Lord to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life is this the same Peter that we're reading about that seems so, so forward and thinking is this the same Peter that we read about in Luke 22 where he says Lord I'm, re- I'm ready to go to prison for you I'm ready to die for you how much his life has changed and how much my life can be changed as well in your life sometimes we can be strong as Christians and there's other times we can be very very weak just as we read here as well but I believe that the, the, the third time that Jesus asked Peter do you truly love me this Simon Peter remembers the last fire he probably, he probably stood around was when Jesus was being arrested that time where, where the servant girl the high priest uh, servant girl asked uh, Simon Peter I think you're one of that guys that is a follower of that man they call Jesus and, and Simon Peter's going oh not me not me I, I don't know him at all he's standing around the fire and he's warming his hands with, the, with guards and servants and all that and they kind of recognise who who Peter is, who Simon Peter is and they, they, they chin him again they, they ask him the second time and they ask him the third time and, they, he, and he denied the three times point black I do not know who you're talking about I don't even know this man Jesus, I don't know what you're saying and I believe when Jesus is asking Simon Peter the third time this penny drops and Simon Peter remembers when he denied him now I'm going to be truthful with you tonight I'm sure there's times in my life I've so sadly I, I'll admit that I've denied the Lord Jesus Christ maybe I'm sure it's a long time ago but I'm sure I have done in my Christian life how easy this is a man this is you could see the right hand of Jesus and how easy it was to deny him and as we go into 2023 you will come up hard times I'm sure you will come through maybe challenging times and sometimes it's very, very easy, like Peter here, like I have done. I'm not criticizing Peter to deny our Lord and Savior. You know, when they were on the shore, one thing we have to be reminded of tonight as well, that when Jesus was on the beach and he had the fire, he had the fish cooking for them, he had the bread for them as well, one thing that we have to remember when they were hauling in that net I don't think that Jesus asked for one fish out of the the haul that they had to feed them because what we have with Jesus we have the full package Jesus is all we need Jesus didn't need any of the fish that was in the net we have in John 15 verse 5 Jesus said to them without me you can do absolutely nothing and that's one thing that we must get into our heads tonight as we start 2023 without Jesus in my heart I can't stand here and tell you how much I love him 
And that's what he's telling to the disciples. Without me, you can do nothing. You see, the disciples in chapter 21, they went by themselves. They went out by themselves when they shouldn't have done. Jesus told them he didn't want to go and fish. He had a, a far better life for them. Yes, a challenging life, a difficult life, yes. But he didn't want them to go back to fishing. They went out by themselves and they were less. They caught absolutely nothing. And I can guarantee you, if I went out by myself thinking I know better, my life will be fruitless and your life will be fruitless if you don't put your trust in Jesus, if you want to do something without him. Psalm 24 reminds us clearly the earth belongs unto the Lord and all that it contains. But what a lovely response from Simon Peter. When he's, what a lovely response from such a broken man. You know all things, Lord. And you know my heart. You know that I love you. How are you going to answer the question tonight? Do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? Do I love the Lord Jesus Christ? It's an individual question that we must all answer in front of God. Do you love them? I am not asking you tonight how many times you stand here to preach. I'm not asking you how many times you visit throughout the week. I'm not asking you how many times you work in the clubs that's worked out of this building. It's all commendable. It's all commendable. In fact, it's not really me that's asking you the question. It's Jesus that's asking you and me the question. Do you truly love me? You know, as we start 2023 then, the good thing tonight with the book I hold and the trust I hold in my hands tonight in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he says, no matter how desperate our failures have been, no matter how desperate your failure is now that you feel, no matter how deep-seated your shame or my shame is this evening, the good news is Jesus can forgive. Jesus can renew your life. He can restore your life. And he can renovate your life. He can reinstate your life as he's doing to Peter. Peter must, Peter must, Simon Peter must have felt a failure. But Jesus is not in the business of write-offs. He's in the business of restoring Peter's life. As he's in the business of restoring my life and my failures every single day. He's calling Peter back into service. You know sometimes you, you see that bus. You're waiting at a bus stop and you think, oh here's a bus coming. And next minute you see out of service. And the bus just goes past you like that. Out of service. It can't stop. Jesus is not like that. Jesus is putting Simon Peter He's changing his name back to Peter the Rock. He's saying, I want you to go back into service. And how often he says that to Chisholm. When I let him down, he says, Chisholm, I want you to go back into service. He's willing to forgive Peter. He's willing to forgive you tonight. He's willing to forgive me. And what is that cost of forgiveness? What is the meaning of forgiveness as I finish? I found this wonderful quote. It is, it is the wonder of being trusted again by God. It is the wonder of being trusted again by God in the place where I disgraced him. Peter knew how he disgraced and how he let his father down, how he let Jesus down. But Jesus is in the business of restating, restoring, renovating Peter's life as he is to my life and your life uh, this very evening in 2023. That my prayer is tonight for North Keswick, North Bain. My prayer for you people, for me, for my own church in Muraford, is that we may say, like Peter, you know, Lord, you know that I love you. Well, Jesus said, if you love me, you feed my lambs. You look after the kids, the young people in the church, which you're doing very well, I know that for a fact. Feed my lambs. 
He says, take care of my sheep and feed my sheep. And my prayer is that we would do that every day for the Lord. Let us, let us be obedient to the Lord in 2023. Let us encourage each another, no matter how young, middle-aged, elderly, whatever age we are at. And then I, I, again, I, I just ask you that we would do what the Lord would want us to do. And I, I really do pray for you that you'll have a, a prosperous uh, new year following the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our final singing is in that psalm, as I said, Psalm 23. So Psalm 23, a tremendous psalm, is probably one of the most famous psalms that, uh, that people will sing. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me down to lie in pastures green. He leadeth me the quiet waters by. My soul he doth restore again, and me to walk doth make within the paths of righteousness, even for his own name's sake. Yea, though I walk in death's dark veil, yet will I fear none ill, for thou art with me. And thy rod and staff me comfort still. My table I was furnished in presence of my foes. My head thou dost with oil anoint, and my cup overflows. Goodness and mercy all my life shall surely follow me. And in God's house forevermore my dwelling place shall be tremendous promise to the believer. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want.
gracious and loving God. We thank you again for this evening, and I really do pray, Lord, that you would bless this congregation. Those that are online, uh, those, again, that can't make it, those that are in here this building, Lord, whatever 2023, I hope and I pray it is prosperous uh, for them all. And I really do pray that you'd lead them to the youngest, to the oldest. You'd lead them and you'd guide them. And Lord, even if we do have to go through the valleys, the dark valleys, the, the, the struggling times, the, the hard times, the difficult times, but what a wonderful promise where it says, For thou art with me. Will you be with the minister, his wife, his family, and this whole congregation? Bless them, I pray. Take our, our sin away in Jesus' name.